Joe, what did one saggy boob say to the other? I can't wait to hear the answer. <laughs> you know, if we don't get some support, people are going to think we're nuts. <laughs> i tell you about the time I was being arrested by the female cop in Fitchburg uh, back in my college days, and she said, anything you say may be held against you. Uh-huh. I said boobs. <laughs> I, I, and then she tased you. She, you know, no, back then they didn't have taser. Oh, okay. I think it was just the club. She just handed you it know? to a, a larger, bruder <laughs> male police officer. And he put his boobs on oh, me. <laughs> Welcome to Fitchburg in 93. Uh, hello, everybody. This is Jacques. I'm Joe. And welcome to Carnival Personnel. Joe, how are you? Great. You having having a good week so far? Everything's fine. (laughs) Couldn't be better. Couldn't be happier. Couldn't be happier. Uh, So we'll we'll start off by, uh, um, we'll start this podcast where the last one left off when we were talking about our big date night last Saturday going to the 25th version or anniversary show of uh, Dennis Leary's Comics Come Home at the Garden. Yep. And, and, and your your your, uh, your thoughts, your your highlights, your lowlights. It was funny. It was funny. It was. Um, you know, we we won't go too much into it. Uh, you know, Michael J. Fox. Uh, we're in agreement. Should never be in front of a microphone again. Uh, great guy. Wish him the best. But that was a tough watch. That first was it five minutes or did it was it was it fifty minutes? Because it just seemed Michael J. Fox was okay because when you could hear him. Because of his condition, and he was standing at a podium, he would go off mic half the time. And when you're in the balcony and the nearest speaker is, you know, center court, um, it's kind of hard to hear. But he was landing jokes, I could tell from the laughter of the people who paid for the good seats. And uh, But then after that, they brought on a doctor who was associated with the Cam Neely Foundation, a cancer doctor. And he went on... For I think it was two years. It was the nicest. It, it, it truly it was the equivalent of the old vaudeville hook when Cam Neely basically came. Ralphie, get off stage, sweetheart. It was like when Mr. Burns's birthday party was going to be hosted or have a, a performance by Homer Simpson doing stand-up comedy. And right before he goes on, Mr. Smithers comes on and he, he says, I just want to let everybody know that a dog was just run over and killed in the parking lot. <gasps> and now the comedy stylings of Homer Simpson. I mean, it, it did not start off with a uh, with a bang. And then, you know, Dennis Leary came out and masturbated in front of everybody for about 15 minutes. Yeah, and then he sang a song. <laughs> you know, so he sang two songs. Yep. And... It, it, Whatever. I mean, it's, it's you, fine. You give it a, you it's give it to him. Yeah. I mean, you know, because it was what, you know, he had to rewrite the words to satisfaction to make it all Boston centric and squeeze as many sports references and cultural Boston. Re- it's fine. But the comics itself, um, let's just go quickly down. Um, Stephen Wright was great. Of course. Uh, you know, and. Who cares if he hasn't told a new joke in 30 years? Doesn't matter. Does not matter. You haven't told a new joke in 30 years. I will fucking kill you. Uh, His career is soared. My favorite one of his was, Jesus loves you. But that's because he doesn't know you. (laughs) You (laughs) Um, There was... uh, You were losing your shit over somebody. Who did you really like? Uh, Well, I really liked... Robert Kelly, right? Uh, 
large guy. He's an actor too. He was actually cast in a couple of Dennis Leary shows like uh, Rescue Me and I think Sex and Drugs and Rock and Roll, the FX shows. But I hear him a lot on Sirius XM radio. And he's a local guy. He's from Medford. Most of these guys obviously are from the area. But he was just funny. He, he, he talks like my sister. And that's why it's hilarious because I that that whole cadence that he's just a, a smart like you know he can he can tell a story he can spin a yarn you know he's telling the story about how he was going snow tubing and um, how <laughs> he's like I don't go snow tubing I am a tube I mean you know at, at one point I was I was hoisted in the air because. We had run out of snow. <laughs> Gravity was like, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, yeah, I, there were just so many good lines. Uh, there was, uh, but then I was surprised to see Pete Holmes. Pete yeah. Holmes was, him and John Mulaney were my favorite, but I, yeah. I, the Pete Holmes one and, and the best joke, and I don't know if he does in his regular stand up, I will use it the rest of my life. He talks about, you know, in the age of consent, like he was a virgin when he got married. And goes, you know, I didn't ask my first wife. If I could have sex with her before we had sex, I asked her farther. I asked her, and then I asked her farther, and then I told him when I wanted to do it. Well, because he, he he didn't he was so religious that he didn't want to have sex before he got married. So he basically said, in that kind of atmosphere, you're essentially asking your girlfriend's father if you can fuck her, <laughs> and he goes and. This is the date on which I want to do it. And I, I want you to buy me dinner for me and 200 of my friends. Carbo load that dinner because I got a lot of work to do that night. It was great. Um, John Mulaney. Oh, and I want you to walk me down oh, the yeah, aisle. Yeah, no, I want you to walk her to me. Right. That's it. And look me right in the eyes and I'm going to say, I got it from here. <laughs> you know? oh, it was so, he was awesome. Um, John Mulaney, I, I, I th- I didn't want to go, you know, it was, you know, we did have the Bob Euchre seats, which was fine. It was absolutely fine. You know, but you're pretty much watching the Jumbotron versus watching the stage. Uh, From where we were sitting, like three rows behind the balcony, (laughs) the pyrotechnic looks so Fisher-Price. Yeah, it looked like, you remember the scene from the Titanic when they have the very distant shot of the Titanic that stalled in the middle of the North Atlantic and they sent up a flare and it goes... That's what the pyrotechnics look like from this where we were sitting. But you mentioned we have the Bob Euchre seats. He was a notable drunk. Um, we had a couple of Bob Euchres, unfunny Bob Euchres behind us. It's one of those things where, for a lot of reasons, I don't like to go out. And the people sitting behind us are at the top. There's like two or three girls, um, and, and they're right behind us. And then their friend, some, their male friend, sitting the row behind them, leaning forward to talk to them, but basically putting his face right behind us. Um, you know, our friend, our friend who we went with, uh, she's all about 4'11 and like 16 pounds. And twice she turned around to say something to them. This was my highlight. This is 100% my highlight. And then. About five minutes later, after she had twice nicely asked him, I looked at Joe and I said, should I go get an usher or should I ask them to be quiet? And Joe, doing the calculus, it's like, well, there's no upside there. And truly, it was the best dad moment 
You, 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 you do your impression of you. My impression of me. I had that George McFly about the knockout Biff with one punch moment. I basically turned around and I go, hey, guys, how's it going? Hey, do you mind uh, not talking? <laughs> Shut up. And he does the and cut sign. I did the cut sign with, you know, you slice your throat kind of thing. And I go, thanks. And in hindsight, I noticed after I left the the... This the venue. I put my jacket behind my chair, and it was like a big kind of you know winter type jacket. And I had a little beer on the sleeve, on the end of the sleeve. And I'm like, hmm. And in hindsight, I'm thinking, you know, what would have stopped them from taking their beer and essentially dumping it onto the hood of my jacket in retaliation? And luckily, we came out unscathed. They left like you know a half hour later or whatever. But they stopped talking. Well, they wouldn't have done that. Joe, because honestly, I think it was Joe, but for that brief moment, Joe was taken over by, uh, you know, just, just, uh, I'm trying to think like, you know, Joe Pesci and Goodfellas, which I'm funny to you. I mean, it was, it was my, yeah, it was like a being John Malkovich moment where somebody else was controlling the hand that was giving them, yeah, I became, it was almost Italian, almost Italian, but I was Portuguese. The dad so I, voice that was just, I guess, I don't know. I, I, I thought I was getting grounded. At one, I, I, I was going to stop talking to Joe during the show because I thought he was going to. Hey, right. That's a shh. I got a whole lot of shh with your name on it. Uh, John Mulaney was really great. Uh, Bill Burr. Bill Burr was good. Um, <laughs> he uh, he helped. He helped. You know when you leave a big sporting event or a big concert and the big push for everybody leaving at the same time. Bill Burr helped alleviate some of the bottlenecking and got rid of a good deal of the crowd. Yeah, a little crowd thinner for you. That's nice. I mean, I think strategic. It's great because not only is he like the headliner, so you are like the biggest act on the thing. Maybe John Mulaney close, you yeah, know, second. Yeah, one, one, one. But uh, yeah, right. But as far as like brash, like cutting commentary, that's Bill Burr's thing. Yeah, you want somebody like that, to, basically batting cleanup. Yeah. <laughs> He, 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 you know, he, he was Bill Burr. He was fine, funny, little divisive, and he, on purpose, you know, and he lost, a, he lost about a third of the room. And then he's like, you know what? I can feel a lot of tension in the room. Let me bring everybody back to the middle and talk about something we can all agree on. Abortion. <laughs> <laughs> but they were all very poignant, not super mean. No. And it's fine. But, you know, it was Bill Burr. It's on brand. Let's just put it that way. Right. On brand. Right. And you know, it was like uh, Kelly McFarland was another comic that I guess she was on Maddie in the Morning all the time. Or, or it's not the one that I was thinking of. Oh, no, okay, no, I okay. wish it was. Different. Yeah, no. But uh, but it was fun. It yeah. was, you know, we went out. You know, we met, we met our quota of, you know, so is that the third one this calendar year? Like, uh, Yeah, we saw uh, Emo. We saw Norm. Norm. And then, uh, the, yeah, comics come home. Okay, great. And then I guess we'll go to Double Dare Live in December. <laughs> Is that happening? Yeah, there, there's a thing on uh, Facebook where uh, I said I was interested in going to see them. Anyway, yeah, Double Dare Live. Who fucking cares? Mark Summers. I care. I love him. Um, <laughs> but that's about it for Comics Come Home. Uh, what else is going on? So tonight I'm doing the uh, the live action role playing of the movie Night at the Museum. Uh, the wife has signed the family up. There's a um, a homeschool group that is doing a sleepover at the Christy McAuliffe Museum in Concord, New Hampshire. So that's my big that's my big Saturday night. You know, 
Um, Have a blast. <laughs> place is blowing up. Uh, bad people. Just bad Just people. Awful. So moving on, you know, lots of times, whether it's the new Batman, the new Superman, the new whatever, you know, fans don't like anything. You know, everybody looking forward to the new Batman looks more forward to shitting on whoever they pick to be the Batman or this. And most of the time, you know, studios are like, oh, we hear you, fan base. Go fuck yourself. Um, the people bringing us the Sonic movie did not feel that way with the outrage from fans. Was it about six months ago that people lost their shit? Yep. Yeah, the first uh, trailer dropped about six months ago for the upcoming Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Big video game movie. Jim Carrey is going to play Dr. Robotnik or Dr. Eggman, as he was later known, because Robotnik may have been a too ethnic, too anti-Russian, maybe. I don't know. But they went old school, calling him Dr. Robotnik. But, but the notorious outcome of that trailer was that the Sonic model was horrendous. It looked nothing like Sonic. It was this weird, buff, beady-eyed... Big teeth. Big teeth, like human-teethed, human-toothed. Uh, version of what we all kind of know from Sonic. And by the way, Sonic isn't like this new character. Like, you know, he's just finding his uh, his groove. He's just working out the kinks. No, established character, you know, first game came out in 1991. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like, it's been 25 years, has had multiple cartoons, multiple video games, bad and good. We got we, we, we kind of got a, an idea. It's kind of like if Jesus came out you know, with boobs. Like, you know, it's just like, wait a second. Now, I want to be woke and all, but that's not <laughs> Jesus. That's not my Jesus. Right. So the fans were like, what the fuck is this? You know, it was down, it was dis- <clears throat> disliked on, like, the, probably probably a, a very close second to the Ghostbusters 2016 trailer on YouTube as the most disliked video. That and like a beheading. I think the be- <laughs> like beheading was third. Sonic trailer was second. Ghostbusters twenty sixteen number one. But then you know, in a, a shocking turn of events, Paramount and well, the you know the, uh, the the animation studio were like, okay, we've already worked to death our animators round the clock to make sure that this trailer drops in time to hype up for the twenty twenty release that we had planned or whatever. Maybe it was coming out later this year, twenty nineteen, and they were like. Hold the phone. We will stop everything and reanimate all of Sonic's, uh, all of Sonic. Just redo Sonic. We're gonna throw out old Sonic and bring you new Sonic. We'll be back in two and two. Six months later, new trailer drops. Looks a lot like Sonic. Yeah. And it, it, it turns out there was a the new Sonic game that came out for the Sega Genesis and I mean not the Sega Genesis. Oh boy. For it was called Sonic Mania. It came out last year. It was on like the Nintendo Switch, and it was like an old school throwback version of Sonic. One of the art designers for that was brought in as a consultant to help the animators, you know, flesh out the model of what the 3D Sonic should look like in the movie. So yeah, they had to they had to go to the uh, go to the bullpen for that one. But honestly. It looks like it's going to be a terrible movie, but at least Sonic will look it nice. It looks awful, uh, but my kids were of those who were just, you know, my, my, my oldest one, uh, and I don't know if the, the other characters like Knuckles and stuff, he was a big Knuckles fan, yeah. um, but they were, they were almost brought to tears how awful the Sonic was, and so they made me watch the trailer the other day, and I was like completely impressed with like, oh, that looks like a 
Sonic in a live action movie. It looked yeah, great. It doesn't take you completely out of the movie. You can actually appreciate somewhat what they're trying to accomplish. And okay, it's and now it looks like it's going to be a very competent kids movie. It's coming out uh, fa- Valentine's Day, you know, kind of near February vacation ish. It'll do fine. It will do great. It will get our 40 bucks. <laughs> I mean, yeah. there's like, you know, a couple of movies coming out. Like, the boys are like, oh, can we see this? Can we see this? And I'm like, yeah, if your mother wants to take you to the Scooby Doo one, but I'm not, I saw the preview. I'm like, no, I'll hard pass on that. But I will definitely take him to this. I will say, I enjoyed very much in this trailer. Sonic was sitting there reading the Flash comics. I, I thought that was great. Cute, cute, good, good joke. But- and the trailer itself was like even beefed up and, and cut better than the old trailer so they they had like the appropriate songs and it was just it was done they, it, and they listened to the fans you yeah. know which was which was nice for once it was great and, and, but this time it wasn't the fans just bitching to bitch they had everybody had a legit point right right and they knew and maybe they i think they paramount knew like okay we're not gonna make our money back because <laughs> right. there's a legitimate uh, backlash here so uh, right. maybe maybe we'll we'll get our you know a- Asian animators <laughs> uh, you know working twenty five hours a day. <laughs> did you um? So have you got, did you get Disney Plus? Uh, first day, I actually oh, got it. First did. day, okay. Did you get it or do you get it? it but you, okay, but you don't have Verizon or something. No, I didn't get a deal. I just bought it. Yeah, we had we already have Verizon phones, so it's like, and I would thought, oh, it's new subscribers. No, we were. It doesn't matter if you have Verizon, you get it for a year. I read the fine print on that because you were telling me about your deal, and I was like, okay, I wonder how well that works. And it's like, I guess you have to have the unlimited plan, right? But but who doesn't have like if you have phone? I don't. I don't have unlimited. I suck. I have four phones, but I'm on the phone all day, every day. It's my, it's my, you know, that kind of thing is my bag, baby. Um, (laughs) So, what happened? How did you? So, I, 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 the boys have watched. I just got it yesterday. I don't know how many friends I've had reach out to me in the last few days saying, "You're watching The Mandalorian, right? It's, it's really great." So, myself included, I haven't, but I will. Uh, But I wanted to. I put this on the list. It it cracks me up how huge Boba Fett is. Like, and he's always been huge. And you know, as a kid, so you know, I'm 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 eight. I'm eight when I first see Star Wars. So I'm eleven, twelve when Empire comes out. And that was a summer. It was just a weird sort of circumstances. We lived kind of close to the Wolverine Theater, and. Well, Close enough that you could ride your bike in like 1980. Was that 81, 82? 80. 80. It was 80. So, yeah, I'm 11 and we rode our bike there. I think we saw it like Mike Sullivan and I saw it like 27 times in the theater like that summer. And I, my brother lived for Boba Fett. Like that Christmas got like a two foot, you know, Boba Fett. Nice. I mean, honestly. Worth a thousand dollars today. You know, but. And I kept, uh, you know, I've always like, wait a minute, he, he, he was barely in the movie. <laughs> like, I don't know another character. Uh, just recently, in Deadpool two, there was a guy who was in like two, three quick scenes, has no superpowers, just this regular guy that the fans love. Oh, like it was a Rob Delaney character. Yeah, the yeah. guy with the mustache. Yeah, like uh, Peter. Yeah, people loved him yeah like absolutely lost his shit over him and he wasn't like a riot and he didn't have a c- 
inconsequential. You he know, was literally a guy. And so I went into did a little research, a tiny bit of research. I'm like, how little of a part did Boba Fett have? He had, in in, in, the, in the original trilogy, he had five lines. If you consider his screaming. Going into the, the Wilhelm scream, the, well, the Wilhelm scream as a line. He had that was the only time you heard him, and and Return of the Jedi is you know in in the scene. <laughs> he had four lines, and Empire Strikes Back. What are they? Uh it was <laughs> like I know the answer. He's no good to me alive. No, he's no good to me dead. Okay. Uh, put Captain Solo in the cargo bay. Trying to think what the other ones were. Oh, but it was like I counted it's like twenty-seven words and <laughs> those four lines. Wow. Um, it was like two haikus worth, it, right? <laughs> and it's like, but somehow, uh, and, and you know, fun piece of trivia: where was the first? Where was Boba Fett first seen? In the Star Wars Holiday Special. Yeah, well, that's that probably the one redeeming <laughs> in, in an animated format, but still cool. And so, you know, of course, like, you know, Lucas and, and his re, you know, um, uh, reinventing history by going back and putting the scene of him in Star Wars and New Hope and putting the jet, uh, Jab- uh, Jabba the Hutt in the scene, too. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And I actually, you're reminding me of something that has to do with Disney Plus that maybe you don't know about. That they took off the original credits for the Star Wars movies? No. Yeah, well, they did that. Okay. No, you don't. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to spoil go it for ahead, you. Go ahead. McClunky. Do you know what McClunky is? Okay. Breaking news to Jacques. Uh, you remember the movie Star Wars, correct? Vaguely. All right. You, uh, there was a character named Han Solo, played by Harrison Ford. He was a kind of a uh, kind of a cowboy. You know, I don't know. It, I'll explain it to you later. I'll show you a couple pictures. Okay. Uh, but there's a scene where in there is they're in this like bar. Indiana Jones guy. Yes, okay. so he's like in this kind of bar setup. It's like a rogues gallery of you know all these like ne'er do wells in this really seedy bar. They call it the the cantina. Just stay with me. So they have like this scene where Han Solo is sitting at a table across uh, and sitting across from him, or sitting down next, or yeah, sitting down across the table from him is this other bounty hunter. Or a bounty hunter. He's this alien, like, kind of green-looking guy called Greedo. And he is there to, you know, take Han Solo, either dead or alive, because there's a bounty on him. Or he owes Jabba the Hutt money or something like that. I'm, I'm paraphrasing what's happening. So they're having an altercation, a little discussion. And um, in the original version, I'll cut to the chase, in the original version of Star Wars... Before Greedo has a chance to kill him, they're having a conversation, and it's apparent that Greedo's going to shoot him. Uh, Han, under the table, points his gun at Greedo and fires away and kills him from under the table. Pretty badass. He doesn't sound like a good guy. No, I know. Well, you know, he's a complicated man. A complicated man. And, and, and I think in Star Wars historians might look back on that as one of the coolest qualities of Han Solo, but we can get into that in some other discussion. So then in 1997, when Star Wars were re-released and revamped for their special editions, George Lucas said, you know what? I didn't quite like the way Han came off kind of dickish. Let me, let me soften the blow a little bit. Let me change things up. So what he did was that he altered it so that Greedo, a nanosecond before Han Solo shoots Greedo under the table, 
they made it look like Greedo shot a, a laser pew pew from his gun near Han Solo's head, and then that was enough time for that nanosecond I'm talking about was enough time for Han Solo to process. Oh, I was just shot at. I should now defend myself against that laser blast that almost killed me two inches away from my head by killing Greedo under the table. That's how George Lucas kind of made it seem like oh, he wasn't just a cold-blooded killer. Uh, he was shooting Han, so he was shooting Greedo in self-defense. So that was the second take. Now, there's a third version of this. Now, for the really? Disney Plus version, you see the subtitles of Greedo talking. You probably know the dialogue by heart. I won't bore you to that. Bore you with that. But right before the shooting happens, um, you know, Han Solo says, uh, Greedo says something to the effect of, uh, I, I've been waiting a long time for this, meaning he's going to kill him. And then Han Solo says, I bet you have. And right before any shooting happens, it cuts back to Greedo and he says, McClunky. No subtitles. And then there's a kind of like a, a general blast, like like a, almost like a flash, and a little kind of like a poof, and Han Solo shoots you know Greedo under the table. There's no laser beam next to his head, so and then he kills Greedo. But the McClunky is now like, what the, f- what the fuck is happening? What what is that? It was not even subtitled. It's I, it's a new thing. Oh, I don't know what this. What and that now, was and that was done by George Lucas. It was it was I've confirmed. Been, George Lucas. George Lucas did it because Disney basically took over. Right, but I think this that change was made prior to the acquisition of Lucasfilm by Disney. I think because I know I know you what I think. Thank you. I haven't seen it, but I know a lot of people, and it's a minor, minor, minor change, but. <laughs> it, it meant a lot to a lot of people. The original Fox you know, logo at the head of the movie, they've taken that off and they replaced it with the Disney logo. Oh. And people are like, but that's part of it. Like, oh, you the 20th, know, oh, the 20th yeah. century Fox thing. So yeah. when you watch it. Yeah, but I kind of get that. So I brought this up because I do. I want to watch Mandalorian. Um, I haven't got a chance, but I, I will I, but by next podcast. It, it, is it one episode a week or Two. is it? I actually, it was surprising. Uh, the first episode you know, was on Tuesday. When Disney Plus debuted, and Friday, the second episode uh, dropped. So I don't know, but they don't say they don't say like every Friday or once a month. Or it's oh. like you wait and you just look, you just keep checking, <laughs> you slave, and you we will. And, and, I will. And and, and I, I've commented a couple of times. Like so many people are like. I'm glad I cut the cord with cable and save money because now all I have to do is pay twelve ninety nine for Hulu, Hulu, like and Netflix. he listed it. it's like Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, Disney Plus. Uh, there's a couple other big ones out CBS there. CBS All Access, uh, HBO Go, HBO Go, right? Um, for me, it's the DC. You know, I don't even know what it's called, like the DCU app or whatever. Right. But I, I have that, and the guy's like. Yeah, thank God I cut my like $51 cable bill. <laughs> now I pay $58 a month for all these streaming things. But the Mandalorian, I, 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 uh, you probably I'm hoping you didn't see anything about nothing Mandal- good. Nope, nope. It's try try to try to watch it. Yeah, I'll try to I, I just really stay will. off social media. I have. That's what like when I when I go on the Twitter, I just quickly it's like man flip by Mandalorian flip by. You know? I, I didn't realize John Favreau 
like this was his creation. Oh, it's great. And it's fucking great. It's like this you'll love it. This is so you know, John Favreau I does not get enough credit with truly he he was the foundation of the MCU. Yeah, he, like, he, he and Robert Downey Jr. basically wrote Iron Man on the spot. Well, they it, did not want Robert Downey Jr. Right, but what I think once they got right, right, but but so. but he but Favreau insisted it was his line in the sand. It has to be him or nobody. Yeah, and yeah. and if Iron Man doesn't do what it did, and Iron Man Two doesn't do what it did, you, you, you I, I, the MCU would not have. I mean, that was a foundation it was built on. So yeah, no, I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, so Mandalorian, great show. Um, also, the world according to Jeff Goldblum is a documentary series that I, he. He he uh, he knows. He's self-aware. Jeff Goldblum is self-aware. And you actually, this reminds me of something we talked about briefly. You asked me at Comics Come Home. We were sitting in there just kind of BSing before the show. And out of nowhere, you were like, you know that show Look Well that Adam West did, that pilot that he did where he was the, 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 the guy who played a detective on TV that became a detective in real life but wanted to become a detective? It's like, could they do that, reboot that today? And if so, with who? And I, I, it was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I can't, I, I can't process this I kind of like Martin Short, we thought, maybe, maybe. Right. And then I'm watching Goldblum, according to the world, according to Jeff Goldblum on Disney Plus with my son Connor. And he's like, he's giving off this weird Adam West kind of vibe. And I'm like, yes. And then you text Jeff Goldblum could play look well. Yeah, it's a, it's a, you know, every week Jeff Goldblum, you know, discusses like a topic like sneakers and ice cream. And, you know, like he went to Sneaker Con and, you know, it was just, and he goes and they, de- they design like, a, uh, they, somebody designs a specialty sneaker for him. And then they, he gets into a little bit of the history with sneakers and how it's man- how they're manufactured and even like the psychology of unboxing videos. Oh, I, it, I'll watch it. Pretty, I love it's thirty minutes long and it's 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 great because we've talked about like how Leslie Nielsen, you know, had a second career parodying his first career and Adam West and William Shatner and like Goldblum always, you know, I mean he wasn't as you know hardcore straight you know narrow as those guys was in his roles, but with the Fly and, and even Jurassic Park, he was kind of the straighter, you know. But now. He just gold blooms it up and everything. Uh, he's yeah, he's awesome. yeah. Uh, I, I, whoa. Uh, yeah, um, well, yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was an abbreviated self-indulgent theater. I'm thankful. That for. was a smash cut of the first episode of the world according to Jeff Goldblum of all of the times he pauses and makes weird sounds. Let, let's back up just about a minute and a half. You pointed out that here we are. A comic goes home, comics come home, sitting up in the balcony on a Saturday night. And what's going through my mind is if they were going to reshoot the 1991 Conan O'Brien Adam West pilot, that probably only you and I and Adam West and Conan have referenced in the last 20 years. Like, that's our life. That's, that's. Yeah, we're, we're just about 30 years away from being Statler and Waldorf. <laughs> I don't think it's that far. Oh, no, baby. you're right. You're right. 30 minutes. No. no. It's funny because, yeah, I mean, no, that's just great. But but that. So, yeah, Disney Plus. We'll talk about it more. I'm but, yeah, no, because I, I'm going to watch the Goldblum and the Mandalorian. We're about 30 minutes in, by the way. And, I, you know, I might edit down that um, that little Han Solo spiel. No, you won't. No, you won't. You don't cut, you don't cut into Solo. Anyways, yeah. So uh, just moving on. Um, 
after I had sent Joe the rundown, it was brought to my attention that Duncan's has now entered the world of uh, vegan meat. They're just jumping on the bandwagon. And it's funny because I was just talking about this with somebody yesterday about you know how Burger King is making a big push for their Impossible Whopper. And, you know, the fast food places, just to be really clear, don't give a shit that we're big fat asses eating ourselves to an early grave and getting fatter. Um, And they're not doing this because it's, you know, I don't want to say better for you, but less bad for you and stuff like that. Meat's just not a sustainable thing. And this isn't me getting out, you know, the soapbox and going off. But 30, 40 years ago when I fell into this world, you know, when I started finding out about, like, how much it cost to make meat, <laughs> you know what I mean? The process and the grain and the, and the corn and all these things. And and the great thing is now that it's like and, and like all good things that started out west, like you know Taco Bell and a couple other places started. You were Del Taco started using it, and and then now Burger King is doing it nationwide. It's cheaper for them, but they get to charge more because it seems like you know it's a delicacy. Or, or novelty. Right. Limited time, like the McRib. But <laughs> the, the vegan McRib is coming soon. But that's the thing. It's like they were able to charge more. Their costs go down. It's a uh, – say it with me. Ah, it's a profit deal. It's a profit deal. <laughs> so I just thought that was interesting. It's like, you know, for for 30 plus years, I've been waiting for the world to kind of catch up with, you know. Catch up. <laughs> Uh, but no, it, when I found out that, you know, Burger King and Duncan, and they're pushing it hard, like the advertisements are all out there. So, yeah, it's, it's you know, I mean, it, it, it's bandwagony, but you're, you're right. It's, um, it's a cost thing and it's the wave of the future. And yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see, we'll see how Wendy's, uh, approaches it because that's where I eat. <laughs> so we don't have to get into all the awful, but we'll, we'll blow through this stuff really quick. Did you watch any of the hearings this week? I did. Thoughts? Quick thoughts? Uh, I like the 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 the. the well, what am I trying to say? Representative Jim Jordan. When uh, the, he said, the, the guy who multiple times has been um, embroiled in a fact that he was um, was he athletic director of a was it Ohio State or big college yeah. when there was a, a there was a Sandusky right like a sexual abuse scandal or something. that went on for a while that he's been embroiled in. Right. So he goes out there and he says to one of the Democratic uh, representatives, say, he basically says, like, the Republicans' line is they want to out the whistleblower. They want to question the whistleblower. The Democrats are denying the Republicans the right to question the person who started this all. And, and Jim Jordan said that exact phrase we just want the right to question the person that started it all. To which I forget who replied to him and who he was addressing this to, but the Republic, the Democratic representative said, you're right, and we are more than happy to allow President Trump to come out here and testify for himself <laughs> as the person who started it all, which got a couple of laughs. You know, it's going to get a lot worse for them. It, it's The thing is, the people who, they, who, who, who testified this week, I mean, we're talking 30-plus year career vets who have distinguished careers, unblemished records. You know, the the guy who the transcriber we talked about last week, a war vet. You know what I mean? A purple heart, a twenty years in the service. You go and the and this ambassador yesterday, I'm not gonna be able to say her name. Yovanovich. Yovanovich, thank Yovanovich. you. Yovanovich. 
like Yankovic. I mean, she has served as an ambassador under four different presidents, five, four or five, five different yeah. presidents. Um, she's respected around the world. She's, re- you know, and it's funny. It's it's not funny, but it's the world we live in. She is being questioned, and one of the questions was about, you know, she wanted to be backed up by the State Department, who's like, we 100% support you, but we can't come out and support you publicly because they were afraid of getting eviscerated by tweets by the president. And Adam Schiff was flat out saying, wait a minute, you're telling me the heads of the State Department don't want to say are afraid of having their careers ruined and having you know people come after them because of angry tweets by the president. And she's like, yes. And then having Schiff's like, well, you're sitting here now, so you probably don't realize you are being attacked by the president. who In real time. In real time was witness intimidating. Like, And, and you, you can't – I don't fucking care. It's not intimidation if she's not reading it. How far, you know, Nunes – Nose is up Trump's ass, but you can't spin in any way other than you are intimidating a witness in real time. And he was reading the tweets. It's like, is that to intimidate you or to intimidate other people? Because everybody in the State Department was told, nope, you can't testify. And these people are quitting their jobs to come forward and, you know, all of these things. And she was just great. And, you know, what's, what's, you know, it's, it's just tough because I was listening on the radio and, and it happens all the time with the you know the Republicans were just just trying to crush her reputation. It's yeah, like discredit, discredit, discredit. That's the, that's all. It, it doesn't they matter do. how fake it is, right? It, but but the thing is, these things were on the record. You know what I mean? And here's what's a great thing: in real time, as bloat is 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 tampering with this witness, as intimidating this witness, yet another Trump. Campaign advisor, confidant, loyalist—not just Trump, but yeah, right—was being sentenced for the crimes of witness tampering. So, you know, Roger Stone, seven charges, including witness tampering, all uh, and witness intimidation. Yeah, you know, because he told one guy, and it's like it was all in text messages. It's like if you show up and testify, I will fucking kill your dog. You know, and they tried to say, oh, they've been. Bickering like that for twenty years, they're really friends. But you know, right. he was locker just, room talk. He, yeah, basically, it's getting. And what's amazing? It's funny that you say that with like the locker room talk. How many people? This woman yesterday, the grilling that she got, composed, composed, composed. Put that a b that with like you know Kavanaugh. You know what I mean? And, and other people like Lewandowski, who had to testify like recently. Yeah. And right, and that's the whole rap is that you can't have women in power because, or they're going to put her on the stand so that they can watch a cry fest and you know pull on the the tug on the heartstrings. Meanwhile, right, isn't that what your guy did? And he's a dude with a penis. So this is now the sixth Stone being convicted is now the sixth high ranking campaign person found guilty or. Pled guilty. There's still another. There's two yahoos who got arrested last week. Giuliani's buddies. There's Giuliani. You can list. There's, you know, Donald Jr. There's another five or six people who are going to be tried at one point or another. But right now, 
and these are all these. This was in Florida. I think this was this in Florida. Where was where was this case? Where was Roger oh, Stone? Because I, I know he's DC. in Florida. Maybe it's DC. But some of these people have been found guilty. Like Manafort was in Virginia, and in New York, mm-hmm. and, and and you know same thing with um with Michael Cohen and stuff like that. These this isn't like oh well they keep getting tried in the same federal court system that's very you know left leaning or whatever. They are six for six. They have not charged anybody in this country. And 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 when I say this is six, this is six campaign managers. This is, you know, this is Cohen. It, it's, you know. People uh, connected to the Trump campaign. Like, like the campaign managers. Like two of his campaign managers are in jail now. Michael Flynn is, is still waiting sentencing. This doesn't count the Russian spy that they got or the 29 people that will never face trial who are the Russians. But you know, although Bob Mueller's thing got blown up by Barr and congratulations to him for making it go away. Um, but everybody who's been charged – is is has been found guilty, and I was playing this little game with All Star Tommy the other day on text, and we'll play it right now. Um, so there's six for six people in jail. My favorite tweet yesterday is at a rally. Um, uh, there's a picture of Stone holding up a um, Hillary for jail 2016 yeah. T-shirt. Um, with all the Benghazi hearings, how how many people have gone to jail? Okay, no, right. I meant, I'm sorry. I meant the emails. How many people went to jail over the email scandal? Uh, let me just pull up my calculator from the nerdery zero. Oh. Yeah, but but way back when, when they had the whole whitewater thing, how many and how many people went to jail for that? Jock, you're dicking with me now. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I'll just leave it on that. But it's like, yeah, all these people are going to jail. And these people who are coming out, he can't eviscerate all these people. I mean, he's trying to, but their credibility. And the only thing that you, I was listening to a couple of shows, people are getting fatigued with all these investigations and all these hearings and all this stuff. I'll make a deal. Stop fucking breaking the law. <laughs> stop robbing banks and we'll stop arresting you for robbing banks. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, so, it's so funny how there's like so much time to fill on these talk shows. And these pundit shows where you have to also say, are we getting tired of all this crime that we're punishing people for? <laughs> like, that we're, like, are we going to get is – the, is the audience that watches nightly news getting bored with all the crime that's happening? Are they getting fatigued? You know, is the impeachment inquiry even worth it, you know? And it's like – like well, the big thing is that it didn't have enough pizzazz the first day. Right, it didn't have enough pizzazz. I don't know how that got started. Well, online. they were sitting in the balcony, so the <laughs> the, the, the the pyrotechnics down <laughs> right. the stage. They had those Stadler and Waldorf seats. Um, uh, yeah, but, whatever. But but it, I mean, yeah. I, it, but like I said, there's there's sadly more to come. You know, with that, I, I want to touch on this real quickly. We we were on the same page with Bloomberg. Just fucking stay home. Deval Patrick, it's like, dude, no, yeah, no. I, it's just a matter of him I obviously wanting to get back into the political arena, and maybe he's just doing what everybody on the Republicans' uh, side were, were doing in 2016. Get their name out there. If somebody wins, 
I get a cabinet position or whatever, you know, cozy up to the yeah, window. Am I, am I, are these people running for vice president? Well, he's running. If, if anything, he's running for vice president. He does not have a big stature outside the New England area. Right. He, you know, he's Corey, Obama's friend. But. Right. Cory Booker has been out there for you. Go down the, the and I don't want to say B list, but the chair one is definitely Bernie, Elizabeth Warren, Warren yeah. and Biden. Tulsi Gabbard. I hate oh you so much, <laughs> but, but anyways, but she's so, going to be in the next debate. You know? I know, but but he what's um, happening? Well, I, I, I hope I hope they stop being nice and just like listen, Putin's pet. You know, we don't. You know, there's already one Putin. You know, um, but I did want to talk about that with the with the, with the awfulness. Um, it's not getting much play on the media, and and it can't, Joe. I mean, everything can't be a huge fire, but something happened this week that I think. It goes beyond the impeachment. It goes beyond this administration. It's probably one of the darkest moments in our U.S. military history that is not getting any any news time at all. When we were working with the Kurds, remember the Kurds? Remember those people? Yes. We built an Air Force base. We built an Air Force base? In Syria, where we've been. You know who occupies that Air Force base now? No. The Turkish, the Turkish Erdogan gave it to the Russians. Like oh. literally said when they when they came in to slaughter all the Kurds that we abandoned, mm. and they abandoned the Air Force base, and the Turks took it. They said, "Oh, well, now that we're partnered." And don't forget, Turkey Erdogan, who was at the White House this week, the dictator of Turkey. For those who don't know, um, they have been buying. Uh, um, weapon systems, uh, anti-aircraft. Uh, yeah. Anti-ballistic or anti-aircraft missiles or something. Yeah. A NATO nation yeah. is buying Russian technology, mm -hmm. you know, which to make the technology work, you have to put in – basically, you have to give our, our trade secrets to them. Yep. So, so he – so he um, – but, but it's not getting any attention at all, the fact that the Russians – now occupy a military base that taxpayers like you and our soldiers have have paid for and and built, you know, in the Russian flag. Because Erdogan, who took it over, the Turkish, decided, well, we're partnering with Russia on this war in Syria, helping keep Assad in business. Go ahead and land your helicopters and your planes here and proudly froth. Proudly fly the Russian flag. Do you, have you even heard that that's happening? No. Look it up, but I'm not kidding. U.S. Air Force Base was given to the Russians by Turkey this week. And it's not getting any attention. You know, because we're too busy focusing on, and rightfully so, the impeachment. And the other thing that is not making much news, but it's kind of, it, under any other circumstances, would be the biggest news story of the year. Uh, there was another email scandal. Uh, a bunch of troves of emails have just come out. Oh, you're talking about uh, Steven Siegheil? Oh, wow, that's pretty good. I've been sitting on that for like eight months. That is pretty <laughs> good. But that's the thing. It's like obviously he's a, he's a white supremacist. Obviously he's – he's Not Steven Seagal, Steven Miller. A, 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 sure a white know. national, you know, and he's an awful person with this draconian – you know, fuck every immigrant you possibly can. It's literally steal their children. You know what I mean? We are the boogeyman. Um, 
Yeah, but a trove of his emails came out where for it was like it covered like a good four year period of time where he was trying to. Yeah, I don't know if he was trying to get a job with Breitbart, but he was sending in articles and corresponding with writers. And it is the most white supremacist, like taking white supremacist documents and forwarding them, quoting from white supremacist handbooks. And, and dude, that's the guy who is head of our immigration. Yep. Yeah, we got uh, bad people in uh, in this um, administration. So Russia, really bad. yeah. So literally, you know. And again, uh, enough with the Russia. Look, stuff. just because we're running concentration camps doesn't mean we're the new Nazis. Okay. <laughs> no, no. I would give you a rounder plus. This is a last thing. I'm going to move on. I saw this twice in one week. A woman's making a round on different talk shows, talking about people who have like um, sensory issues and stuff like that and loud noises that maybe instead of clapping at like concerts and sporting events to use jazz hands. And I swear to fucking God, the first time I saw that on, on Twitter, I, I went to look it up. I'm like, it's got to be in the onion. <laughs> right. And it is not. So, you know what? People, they have access to the social media. They got access to whatever. You're just throwing out ideas, spitballing, man. You know, it's every voice is is equal. Everybody has great ideas. No. Oh, wait, no. No, no, no. no. The idea of, oh, somebody hits a home run. Jazzy. Right. <laughs> right. It's a long fly uh, ball. The crowd goes nuts. Right. This is, here's the radio. <laughs> right. If it, if it stays fair, it's, it's a home run. Yastrzemski wins it. <laughs> Jazz hands on on a podcast is just right. There's no close second. Um, you know we've already done a self indulgent theater with your Jeff your Jeff Goldblum mashup. Uh, it was just pretty good. That's going into the repertoire. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. Um, well, eh, you, you know, I, I could. Yeah. <laughs> Are there any predecessors to like Netflix streaming services that haven't made it that maybe we could hit up for defunct sponsorships? <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to skip defunct sponsors. You think so? I um, I think I want to phase out the defunct sponsor. I, I know it's a hallmark of our institution that we've created here, the empire that we've built. It's killing me. I know, but you know what's killing me? Looking up defunct sponsors. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, I'm running out of defunct sponsors. I'm going to have to start making up sponsors. That yeah. sounds like work. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to work. I just want to bang on D-Drum all day. Okay. So then we can move on to sport. Yay! Have you followed the John the Don Cherry um, <laughs> situation? I know of it. He said something anti-immigrant, like these people should be wearing... A certain thing on and, a and day. Can, in Canada, they have Remembrance Day. It's their Veterans Day. And you wear a red poppy, which I guess is a flower. I'm learning about this in Poppies. real time. Poppies will make them sleep. And, you know, it's like, look, I get it. I get the putting the the um, support your troop, you know, ribbon bumper sticker on your car. I remember talking to my mom about that. I'm like, well, who, how does that support the truth moment? Like, you gave five bucks to the person at the convenience store, and they bought those for fifty cents. You bought it for five. How does does any of that money go to wounded war? Like, how are you? But on the other hand, then you you hear people are like when they see it. And you know what supports troops, by the way? Not sending them to war. That and paying taxes. Yeah, there you, you know, go. tax money. You know, 
Uh, like 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 the guy in the White House. Yeah, exactly. Pays his taxes. Right. Everybody that's fair. Yeah, everybody pays their fair share of taxes, and that's how we support truth. So for those, you know, nobody who listens to us probably doesn't know who Don Cherry is, but I'll be very quick. He, you know, um, minor league hockey player, very famous coach for the Bruins in the mid seventies, very flamboyant. But for forty years, he's been the voice of, you know, he's been part of Hockey Night in Canada. He has this thing called Coach's Corner. I think in 2015 or 2016, there was a poll in Canada, and it's funny because Dave Foley on his show, his podcast, try not to say cunt, that's the name of the podcast, look it up, it's great, uh, talked about this, like the list of like the greatest Canadians of all time, political, scientists, war heroes, you know, of course, hockey players. Don Cherry is considered the seventh greatest Canadian of all time. This is like of two or three years ago. He's old white guy, and yeah, he's anti-immigrant. And I, I, you know, it's funny. You know, we have a old friend from hockey. He's not around anymore. Well, he's around, but he's you know, and he used to call like Vancouver, Hancouver. It's like you can't live there anymore. It's all this. Yeah, it is a very diverse city. You know, it's. Uh, but all of Canada is, you know, our friend Biff, you know, is from Toronto by way of Japan. You know what I mean? It's like it, it's it it it's it's a it's a great place. It's it's a bigger melting pot than we are. So Don Cherry is upset that immigrants come over and on Remembrance Day that they're not spending the two bucks to wear the poppy. You know, it's like we're paying for your way of life. You know, you enjoy – what did he say? You enjoy our milk and honey and, and, you know, we support, you know, our wounded and, you know, brave men and women gave their life for you to have this life here. The least you could do is wear a poppy. Now, Don Cherry has always been uh, xenophobic. He – as a coach and then as a broadcaster – he openly felt when the Europeans started to come over that they were killing the game of hockey. That first of all, they're taking jobs away from Canadian boys. That first and foremost, that these Russians and these Swedes who are coming over are taking away Canadian jobs. He literally uh, openly for forty years he's he been had no that. he had no problem taking over an American job when he coached the Boston Bruins. But we'll uh, we'll gloss Colorado over that. Rockies right yeah, gloss over that. You know how how, how funny is that? Don Cherry's anti-immigrant. I think I'll go to another country and make some money. Right? Like what the fuck are you talking about? So he's not anti-immigrant. He's anti you know them. Not white immigrant. Yeah, people from those shithole countries. Right. So he so he very openly. Has it said at the same time, the European players coming over with all their skating and passing and shooting? You know, it's like, no, literally, he thought that that just that was going to destroy hockey, uh-huh. and it has destroyed hockey. It has taken away the goons. <laughs> you know, you can't. You have to. I mean, it's changed hockey for the better. You know, I mean, it's it's a different era, ushered in in large part by. The Swedes and the Finns and the, and the Russians he coming on over. He wanted 30 teams, uh, 30 clones of the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, no, uh, 30 clones of the Boston, <laughs> Boston Bruins. Yeah, yeah, he want, he he thinks a roster, all rosters should be made up of um, tw- 20, um, 20 Terry O'Reilly's <laughs> and and two, uh, oh, who was the goalie, the, the crazy Cheers. goalie, Billy Smith. Oh, not, uh, Billy Smith was okay. just, just brutal. Like I mean, literally, he was... 
I'd put him in a ring with anybody. Anyways, yeah. so so I'm not surprised, but it did. Where are we going with this? It hit home because, you know, of course he goes, I- I've loved the guy forever. Like, I have a couple of his books. I grew up loving the guy. You know, one of his books, you know, Grapes of Wrath, that was his nickname. You know, Grapes of Wrath, funny play on the words. Um, great story, great character. I love that book. Love that book. One of the first books I ever read. He, <laughs> Of course, the day after he was fired or two days after he was fired – um, goes on Tucker Carlson. Yeah. And in the interview with Tucker Carlson, Did he bought Tulsi, Tulsi Gabbard. Uh, he went out of his way to tell Tucker Carlson how Bobby Orr is one of his biggest fans. And I'm like, that could be true. Bobby Orr is an old, rich, white guy. Um, I don't need to know that. I don't want to know that. And, and, let, and let him that's, say that's Bobby Orr's story to tell. Yeah. And, and don't, and then like, but Bobby Orr has come out in support of him saying, hey, you know, Don Cherry's a really great man, you know, and, and, Two years ago, he was voted like the seventh greatest Canadian, not alive, not now, ever, ever. So, but it is. That includes the founder of Canada. It's, 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 you know, and, and like I was talking to Biff about this and Biff was saying, I guess the network that he's on, I think it's, it's SN, I think it's sports, whatever, they paid NFL money for the NHL. Fun fact, Joe. The NHL is not the NFL, and they're dying, and he's like their highest paid person. So it's like, yeah, this probably isn't a good – it's not a great thing for him to say. And the fact that he's been unapologetic about it, and and he could say – look, you could say the same thing in other ways. They're they're less offended. It's like, yeah, I wish the people who came to the country understood we have this way of life because of these brave people. It'd be nice to see people supporting this. And I and I would get it. I would get it. You know, I would get saying it a different way. Uh, but again, he has a history of like he I, he was like one of the last people. I don't. You know, I'm trying to think when he gave up coaching. I don't think he was ever the coach of an NHL team that, that wore helmets that that, that wore <laughs> helmets or, or that had like a Russian or no, there's a pre-Russians coming over. I don't think he's coached since maybe seventy nine, eighty. Yeah, like he did, he left the Bruins and went. To do the, um, I think it was like, yeah, like it was five years. I think it was like 74 to 79 he was with the Bruins. And then like two or three years with the Colorado Rockies. So, yeah, so he's out of hockey before. He was with the Colorado Rockies? The the Colorado Rockies who are now the the New Jersey Devils. The old Colorado Rockies. Right. They were Kansas City. They started as Kansas City. No one needs to know this. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, well, we're not going to get into the history I know it, and and I don't need it. But anyway, so yeah, so So I was like, oh. So wait. Uh, just to put a button on it, uh, cherry on top, if you will. Huh? Thank you. Yeah, well done. Um, well done. Pro or con? Pro? Are you pro firing? Con? Yeah. Firing? I mean, I, I think his I think his time has passed him. You know, I, I think he probably should have been phased out a while ago. Uh, it's a little unceremonious, but it got the basically the the, the ends justify the and, and and it's like like I said. I mean, you know who he is. I mean, he's forty years of being anti. You know, immigrant for different reasons. But again, like you said, he lived here, mate. And, and, and when you said the same thing, if Bobby Orr is here and likes Tucker Carlson is, is anti-immigrant, it's like, yeah, he's was 18 when he came to Boston and he's like 70 now. So this is more his home than like Perry Sound is. But but it's like, you're still an immigrant. You know, it's like you yeah. might be a nationalized citizen by this point. But yeah, don't be... Don't be one of those people who... Yeah, sure, I'm an immigrant who made money going to another country. But these fucks... Yeah. All right. So 
Uh, rest in peace, Don Cherry. Um, did you see any NFL? We haven't talked NFL in a couple of weeks, and we won't really. But did you see what happened at the Browns game, the Browns Steelers game? I saw the highlight of um, it appears to be Miles Garrett. Yeah, is a, uh, a a gentleman from the Cleveland um, uh, Brownerbockers <laughs> uh, who, uh, in a, a last second on field brawl. Uh, ripped off the helmet of the quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers. His name, of course, being Rudolph, the red-nosed quarterback. There's no. All right, exactly. And and basically, yeah, whipping him with his own helmet, which I think, aside from, I think is against the rules. Which I have to check the rule book to see. Nothing in the rule book. <laughs> But yeah, there actually lives a literal in the rule book saying in the NFL you cannot use a player's hel- you cannot use a helmet as a weapon. Right. Yeah. Now, it's awful. It's one of the worst things I've seen in football. And what's what makes it really awful is the fact that that quarterback uh, missed the last four weeks of football, four or five weeks of football, with a concussion. Or two or three weeks. He's been in the concussion protocol. He just, I don't know if this was his first game back or his second game back from a concussion. I mean, the fact that he's a very out and proud, um, we talked about the, him recently, Tammy Lohan or who's oh, the, yeah, Tommy Lohan? Yeah. Like, like, like the so, younger, t- Tommy Lauren, the, the younger Ann Coulter, you know, what yeah, I mean? the, she's always, she's like the hot blonde that poses with guns. Um, yeah. So he, you know, PC, he, he's a proud Trumpkin and all this stuff. So yeah, him getting bashed in the helmet, you know, like, yeah, but yeah, they say, you say, they say, take every opportunity to punch a Nazi. <laughs> we don't know if he's a Nazi. I think maybe he was being a little, uh, Preemptive, but it, but, you know, but it was bad. But the funny thing is, you know, here here Rudolph gets hit in the head, and he turns to the ref, and he's like, "What the f?" So how hard did you really get hit? You right, know? it was an instant. Like I just got dinged, and then, you know, he did get hit with the padded part of the helmet. But you know? so yeah. so, he, and and he, and, he, and, he, and Garrett swung it as two guys are pulling him away. He gets tackled to the ground, and the footage is is he gets even worse in there. There's a steel player who comes over and starts trying to kick him in the face. I'm dead serious. It's like if you watch more. Than like the five second clip of him handing him that, but then, you know, Garrett had posted on social media, yeah, another angle from it. Which uh, look, one doesn't excuse the other. It was horrible. He should he's rightfully suspended, like indefinitely. He's gone for the season, right. uh, and I'm a hundred percent for that. But on the ground when the when the play initially happened, uh, Rudolph tried to pull his helmet off. Like it's clear as day. Like they, he ta- he gets tackled, and he's really struggling to try to pull Garrett's helmet off of him. Mm. So again, mm. doesn't excuse what he did, but no. it's like, yeah, you know, it's like was they, you know, was I don't insane. agree with it, but I understand. But I understand it, right? So it's like, okay, you know, it's like, uh, but so what so, else? Uh, all right, whatever. So now. How about how about the how about everybody's beloved Houston Astros? Are you following that? No, I thought baseball was over, man. So this will only be if you get the Trump whistle out, but we'll call it the Spygate whistle. Spygate with the Patriots, to be clear, was ninety nine percent overblown and bullshit. Spygate, the Patriots were not wrong for taping the other team's play callers signaling. They every team does it, and they're allowed to do it. The year before, 
they said you can't have the cameras on the field anymore. It has to be up in the press box. You can videotape the other team's sideline. You can get their signal caller. And like, you know, Belichick always says, the guy's out there in front of 80,000 people, you know, with the hand signals. It's like we just – not hiding it. We're not hiding it. You used – the year before, you could tape it from the ground. They, that year, they sent out a memo saying, nope, you got to tape it from up there. Belichick – was just being a dick. He's just being a prick. Fuck you. This is how we've done it. It's no different. I'm going to keep doing it this way. It wasn't. And and then it, and then the stories is what fucking got out of hand. You know, people said, oh, they taped the Rams walkthrough. Like, Spygate was in 2006. 2000, yeah, 2006. 2007. I'm sorry. It was the 2007 season. Uh, and, and that's a year that they, you know, have. So they took away the cameras. And they went undefeated that season. So it's like, sure, that's why they did. And the, But then the rumors went back. Well, they've been doing this forever. And they taped the Rams walkthrough for the Super Bowl. Tell us more about Spygate and how that associates with the fucking Houston Astros. The, the Patriots lost a number one draft pick. It was the biggest fine in the history of football. And it never, it didn't really happen. Like the Boston Herald wrote a big article that, oh, they taped the Rams thing. And then it was completely debunked. But people don't read the retraction on page six. It's just the headline page. The Houston Astros pitching coach uh, who has just come out and said, yeah, we've been stealing signals. We have a camera in center field and we send signals by banging on the trash can in the dugout to let the batters know what pitch is coming. And is there it, something in the rule book against that? Yes, there is. <laughs> yes, okay. there 100% is. Now, why would the pitching coach say something like that? Yeah, he just got fired or got let go and, wow. you know, and it implicates like so the the current manager of the Boston Red Sox was, you know, their, you know, one of their coaches a couple of years ago. So uh, allegedly this has been going on for years with the Houston Astros. Ah. And it is a real spy game. Is this pitching coach retiring from baseball because Well, I think he's retired now. <laughs> you yeah, know, you're not I getting mean, you're not getting another job. No, yeah, exactly. Oh, by the way, I was complicit in in this uh, cheating scandal and I'm admitting it and I'm I'm, I'm basically shining a light on it. And <laughs> good night everybody. <laughs> May the us. Oh, I, I saw this patch recently. May the bridges I torch light your way. <laughs> you know, but yeah, but that's a real thing. That's what? really going on. So um, there you have it. You know, wow. quick quickly the you know I, it's I half followed the Celtics a tad bit. Just you know, you hear in a couple that they're having a great season. But what I love is the big superstar who left. And the team, they they were good without him. Then they get this big superstar, Kyrie Irving, who's an asshole. He's left, and the team is the best team in the NBA right now. Anyways, and then the Bruins, there was a funny quote. I'm still not following them. Fuck you for lying over and playing dead June 12th. But uh, Biff had sent me this. Marshawn was just interviewed. He's like, you know, Char, you know, do you think you're going to get into the Hall of Fame someday? He's like, no. He goes, Char says you're the best player in the league right now. He goes, yeah, but he knows I'll come after him if he doesn't say that. <laughs> so, but that's it on sport. You know, get a move on because you got to hard out at a certain time. Yeah, don't you? We do. Let's see. All right. Well, let's get into uh, video games. Have you played anything? Uh, what have I been playing? God, I, I, I thought I have. I think maybe no. Maybe not, because I think I've only been watching Disney Plus all week. God bless you. Uh, you know, i got to get my money's worth. Well, we talked about Sonic. Oh, yeah, we talked about Sonic. Yeah, that's good enough. That's, that's that, that warrants video game stuff, I guess. We're, we're, we're still on lockdown until till February 1st. Good. Wow, February 1st. That's February 1st, dude. Mm. Wow. And, and, and so far it's going, like I said, every week it's gotten a little better. There's those moments when there's a realization that, 
it's Friday, and I should be able to play tonight, and I can't, and we have our meltdown. But yeah, that's it's, why you've been playing Bejeweled at the podcast every week. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. You like that? All right. Well, so we, you know what? We already covered. <laughs> We already covered what we're watching. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, just a real quick, I um, want to make you proud. <clears throat> I know you've had it available on Apple uh, uh, on your Apple TV for me to watch over the past couple of months or years or whatever. But now that I have Disney Plus, I'm like, I don't know. It's just like I decided to watch a couple of Marvel movies that I haven't been haven't watched. Which so one did you watch? I watched uh, Ant Man one. The 2015 Ant Man. Oh, Paul Rudd's great. Yeah, good, great movie. He's fun. Uh, and uh, Captain Marvel. Great movie. Yeah, soundtrack is awesome. Oh, the soundtrack is better. Soundtrack than the movie. is great. I think the soundtrack's better than the movie. The movie was okay. I like it, it. It was fine. You know, it uh, it was it was all right. I mean, you know, a little a little on the nose with the girl power sometimes, but fine. It's great. It, it's you know, it is. It, Annette Bening looks great too, and 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 was great. She was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um. Have you seen Far From Home? I have. Okay, theater. so now at the end of the movie, when you find out it's the Skrulls, yeah. it's not the yeah. whole time it wasn't him. I, li- the- I like the uh, I like the uh, the, the end of uh, you know Captain Marvel. Uh, so the story about how you had to fend off uh, a Scree attack is how we're going. So we're going forward with the story that your eyesight or your eye was damaged to Nick Fury. Uh, because you were fending off a, a Kree attack. And he goes, I can neither confirm nor deny that story. Yeah, the, yeah it was the cat. The um, yeah. That's not a cat. I know. <laughs> that's not a cat. Every time they saw it. Right. Let's put that down. That's not. But the, the, what I love, so management notices these little details. In, in Far From Home, somebody hands Nick Fury a sandwich that's cut diagonally. All right. And he eats it. And she had said, uh, yeah, I don't think that's Nick Fury. She said it right then and there. I'm like, what? Wow. She goes, don't you remember? And I'm like, in real time? No. I know. Maybe the third watch I would have picked that up. But she picked that up and she had a feeling that that wasn't him like the whole time, you know, because of that. And by the way, the guy who plays, um, oh, I, I, what's his name? It, it, it's Ben something or other. The guy who's like the... Um, uh, well, he was in Rogue One. He was in Ready Player One. Right, right. He's the, like the, the bad guy. Like yep. he's like he was in everything. Everything. Like, yeah, yeah. What, what a run. Right, and he's still. I'm obviously still acting. I'm sure, but I mean, just like, oh my God, it's that guy again. You're right. I didn't. I forgot Rogue One. He was a real bad guy. Right, huge movie. Yeah. What a, I think I'm missing a couple. Sixty, and he's like, that's when he hits a stride. Well, yeah, it's kind of like Rodney. You know, he didn't get uh, his uh, due until he was in his fifties. But you know, good, good for you catching up on them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I like I, I like Marvel, Miss Marvel, a lot. You know, I really did. Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. I really, really like that a lot. Um, it didn't hurt when you watched Infinity War and Endgame, but now that you've seen it, it's like okay, it ties together a little nicer yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, we... I'll, I'll watch the Wasp eventually. Like probably, I might watch it tonight. <laughs> God bless you. You know, while I'm in a museum. Yeah, right now. <laughs> you know, hoping it doesn't blow up. And then uh, yeah, so that uh, that just brings you to your parenting tip. Ah uh, yes, my parenting tip. Well, you know, Jacques, I've been waiting. How many podcasts is this now? Seven, something like that. <laughs> um, my podcast, my my podcast, my parenting tip is 
Um, uh, he who smelt it dealt it. I don't know. I, I have no parenting tip. I'm sorry. I couldn't even vamp up to a funny line. I, I, I failed on every level. A parenting tip is don't start a podcast. <laughs> Is that what you're Please. telling your boys? Yes. Okay. Don't start a podcast. It's Don't over. reach for the scars. <laughs> reach for the scars, please. <laughs> I actually got like the scarless witch. I noticed that. that. Yeah. Like, you got supposed to cut down. Not, yeah, no, not I know. Hey, I wasn't last Rookie. week's podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I went to the rickety stool and rope store and they were out. Oh, so I'm well, like, sorry, I had to stock up. All right. Well, you know, but fine. We got a butter knife. Let's see how far I can get. My parenting tip I'm taking from the movie Risky Business, where. Sometimes you just have to say, what the fuck? Oh, I thought I was going to take those old records off the shelf. No, no, I, I was going to get the artsy-fartsy thing. Ah, yes. <laughs> the, um, and so on Thursday was a what-the-fuck kind of day and just decided to spend the day with my little guy. And he didn't know. I picked him up from grandma's in the morning to take him to school. He got all dressed. We never made it to school, you know, and it we burned to the ground. <laughs> uh, you lulled, you mess lulled it, uh, you know, I told you about that. Uh, but we, um, we did. It, it was a really nice day. And he kept asking, like, so why don't I have to go to school today? I'm like, I just want to hang out with you today, you know. And then, you know, we did a bunch of like fun things, had to run a bunch of errands, went to the Verizon store. I'm like, hey, how do I get this Disney Plus thing? Do I do I need to change my plan to get it for free? And they looked it up. I'm like, nope, here you go. This is about, you know, download it on my phone. It was nice. You know, it, it was really a great day. And then later that night, you know, and he's not usually the, the he, he's very emotional, stuff like that. But he just came over and he's like, Papa, this was just the best day ever. Oh. And I'm like, okay, fuck. No, he's never going to school. I'm just going to do this every day. But no. So your parenting tip is truancy? My parenting tip is sometimes you just got to say, what the fuck? And um, We do that every podcast. I I really do. You know, one thing during the day, um, uh, I'm a bad parent. I I, I put that right out there. I'll see your bad parenting (laughs) and raise you a scumbag. But while we're we're, uh, having just a fun day, at one point we're playing, you know, go fish. You know, got this, no, go fish, got this, go fish. At one point, he's like, I'm going to three. I'm like, no, go fuck off. And he he just, like, the look that you have right now, he couldn't comprehend that his dad just told him, no, go fuck off. And then you split a beer. And, yes. Yes. Um, no, no, he's a wine cooler kid. Oh, right. you know, oh my God, he's one of those. Yeah. I, we ran out of Zima. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that that's my parenting tip. Sometimes just say what the fuck and okay. go do something fun, and that's it. That's it. That's, I'm I'm done now. I got to go to the museum, and you got to go watch the rest of the 22 Marvel movies and I know. Mandalorian and the rest of Jeff Goldblum. I'm and- so used to watching a DeLorean man. <laughs> get it? Back to the Future. We all get it. Oh my god, that racist movie. Oh god, that's yeah. where Grady fucked the nice white town up. Grady. That's fucking Sanford and Son. Oh, Goldie Wilson. Goldie, Goldie. Grady. What do they all look alike to you? Yeah, I can tell those. Chadwick Boseman. <laughs> uh, Michael B. Jordan. All right. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Just naming black guys now. <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> all right. Damon Wilson. All right. Who played Grady? He didn't play Grady. Who played oh, Grady? Oh, uh, I forget. I, I raced. Yeah. I don't know. Who Garrett Morris. <laughs> He might have. Right. <laughs> he would have. Can we, yes. Thank, oh. Anyways, we suck. All right. 
Um, Apple, you can cancel us now. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. So long, farewell. Alfita Zane. Adieu. Parting of such sweet sorrow. Uh, and uh, um, uh, if I could uh, interject here, uh, this is uh, Jeff Goldblum saying, uh, well, if you are, you, if when you hold the, and you, um, if, please, if you, if you can, um, and try and uh, maybe, uh, possibly, uh, uh, don't for, forget uh, 